You are listening to the podcast series for Mission to Amish People. Mission to Amish People is a Christian ministry with a threefold purpose of evangelizing and discipling Amish and former Amish, helping Amish people who leave their communities by helping them transition into the English world, and by presenting the ministry to churches nationwide. You can find out more about Mission to Amish People by going to their website at www.mapministry.org. Today's podcast is part two of two, entitled Breaking the Silence by Joseph and Stacy Graber. So why? I'm going to ask the question a moment and try to explain why we make a film of the Amish. But I wanted to Stacy share her impressions of the Amish. and Because this girl, just so you know, when I met her, see, when I was growing up, I would read these about the Native Americans, and I always dreamed one day, I don't know why I thought this, but I thought I might meet an Indian and get to meet. I did. She's a certified Native American card-carrying Potawatomi. So, <coughs> Stacy Jones. I know, I know her, you know, it, it, blue-eyed it, blonde. I know, but. you could tell just by looking at me. You're like, that has got to be an Indian right there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no, that's so funny. Um, all right, why we're making the film. I represent the majority of America that is fascinated with the Amish. I grew up, and they didn't have the romance novels and all of that at the time, but even whatever I had seen of the Amish, I was like, that is so cool. I mean, I even grew up on a farm. There were eight kids in my family, and so in so many ways, I had a lot of the wonderful elements from the Amish life, but my sisters and I would always think, oh, that would just be so cool. We wish we could join the Amish. Didn't speak the language, so that wasn't possible, but there are so many Americans who think the Amish are so neat, and it wasn't even helped when we went to go visit my Aunt Sue, who lived in Pennsylvania. We went to the Amish farms and the little museum that they have, and we were learning all about the Amish, and okay, this is such a beautiful lifestyle, right? They, they tell you in the museum the, the truth about the Amish. Not, not really, and my Aunt Sue gave us these little Amish dolls, the little faceless dolls, and we had those hanging up in our wall, in our room for a while. So anyway, um, loved the Amish. I, I did start to get a hint that maybe their life wasn't quite as glamorous. My aunt became a nurse and started working for a doctor who specialized in treating the genetic disorders among the Amish in Pennsylvania because of all the uh, intermarriage. So it was the first hint that, oh, maybe <laughs> there could be some problems to that sort of lifestyle and not participating in the greater American uh, com- community. But even when I met Joseph and found out that he was Amish, I was still like, that is so cool. And then I'm calling my sister and telling him, her about this man that I met and I'm like Amy he grew up Amish isn't that so neat and she's like oh Stacy that is awesome so anyways that represents and y'all have seen it you've met people who are like you're Amish oh we would love to do that and because of people's fascination with the Amish, we thought that this might be an inroad to get to talk to them about what's most important in life. Because as you heard, Joseph's family's story all centers around what the gospel really is and the faith of our fathers. And of course, the history of it, the Anabaptist, all centers around what is the gospel really? I mean, that's what the whole debate was about. So even though a a lot of people try and put a gospel message into a Christian film, and some of them do it very skillfully, this was a way for us to talk about what the gospel is, what the Bible says, without exactly preaching at people. We're just explaining the facts. This was history. This was their story. So that's one of the reasons we wanted to make an Amish film, is for all the fascinated Americans who would readily receive this information and to be able to hear very clearly the distinction of what the gospel really is. Thank you. So she represents this one aspect of all of America. And uh, thank you, Stacy. <clears throat> so I, but I want to now just still, but why? 
When I was a boy and I went to those one, I, I got to go to two one-room log cabin schoolhouses, okay? I mean, I remember one time I was telling this story to some children. They were like, are you Laura Ingle? And their sister was like, he's a boy. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> but why? I was trained, and this was actually in a school, we, we had a problem. The tourists would come, they'd see all the cute children running around, and they would want to take pictures. The teacher sat us down one day and said, okay. You know that we don't do pictures and we don't like pictures. But we are also not wanting to be rude to these people. And so if someone comes and tries to take your picture, then it's better to just look the other way or, you know, hide in some way so they can't see your face because that's what we don't want the picture of. And so this was my particular brand of Old Order Amish. We, were, we, we literally had training in school how to deal with all these pesky tourists. It was kind of funny because later um, there's a shot of all the school children running in that uh, thing you see. And... You know, sometimes when you're doing a film, you just can't get the footage you want. And so that particular one, I had, we had parked on top of a hill and was using a long lens and was c- capturing them. Well, these little Amish children aren't dumb. They looked up and they were like, there's a car just staying over there. And then suddenly they all get together and like talking. And the next thing you know, they all stop playing their game and go run and hide. I'm like, oh, those poor kids. I'm bothering. I'm messing up their recess. They're not able to play because of me. And so I went down around the other road and went out of sight. <clears throat> and then while they were playing, I just, you know, like came up to the fence like this. And like all the way across the field through the, all these weeds in front of me with a long lens, I still got them playing. So <clears throat> those are the apologies of, uh, you know, the confessions of, a, of an Amish filmmaker right there. It's hard, but why would we even do this? And Stacy explained part of that. And it's just that I understand, and I want to respect them. Like when I go back and visit with my Amish grandmother, I want to be respectful. I want to keep those channels open uh, because I have on my, that's my father's side. On my mother's side, I have quite a few people that won't even host me. Um, they used to more, but as they found out that I was kind of really like my dad, they just didn't want me around as much. And so, because at first, when we left, I was a victim. They were the members of the church. I was the victim. And so they would try to win me back. So they would just be very kind to me um, when I'd come visit. They'd welcome me back. And, but then after a while, they were like, for some of them, they, they realized that, no, I, I had been thoroughly indoctrinated by my dad, and I wasn't about to change. So <clears throat> here are four reasons why we would make this. And so what Stacy just explained is, I care for the body of Christ. And so we have the general audience. Why do we want to share the general audience, society at large, that's fascinated? They're drawn to the film project by the interest in the Amish, and there they're presented with the power of the gospel. <clears throat> then there's the conservative church today. There's a huge movement in the church today for security of our families, for protecting our children. And this is important, but it's also something that happened to the Amish 300 years ago. And as they made that move to being trying to protect their children, they turned inward and they forgot the power of the gospel. It is absolutely important that even as we're protecting and providing security for our families, we have to keep the gospel of Jesus Christ first if we're Christians. And so I have in this film, part of it is to challenge the, 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 the self-seeking and security-seeking among the conservative church, to challenge us to say, no, I will keep the gospel first. And then there's all of us disillusioned former Amish who don't even know what to do with our heritage. Why? See, I was somewhat protected because here I came along. I walked right behind my father. He took all the hits. He was the one that would have been wounded. He was the one that everyone attacked. I was along for the grand adventure. It was fun. Before, like, the Sunday that they were in there voting to see if they're going to silence my dad or excommunicate him or whatever, me and, and the other boys uh, from that were, their parents were also in trouble. So it was me and Marion and Eli Ish. We were sitting there outside and we're looking at the church and you know they're having their meeting inside and we're going I think they're going to do it today we might get out you know we just couldn't wait because it was an adventure for us and it was an adventure that meant (laughs) 
once they excommunicated us, we could have cars and trucks and stuff. We were real spiritual. <coughs> Fortunately, our parents led us to the Lord, and one of, um, they're all in ministry, or one of the others is a, a pastor, actually, too. So for all of us that, are the, that, have, that came out, and it's not me so much as it's, it's people like Sam, who comes out and his, now his whole family rejects him. So what do you do with a heritage that absolutely rejects you? And every time you try to get close, just... They try to drive it home how wrong you are and, and the hurt keeps growing. And then as we come out, you think, okay, now I'm saved. I'm out from the Amish. I'm, everything's going to be wonderful and awesome. But then all these former Amish can't even get along because now you joined the wrong denomination once you got out or, or you believe something wrong or you're moving too slow or you're moving too fast. Maybe you're wearing floral prints and you should just be wearing plain things. Still, All these divisions that are still among the Anabaptist heritage, there's a lot of hurt and pain and bitterness. And, and so it's not just, you know, our goal isn't just let's get people out of the Amish. That's not our goal at all. Our goal is for one simple thing, for each person, wherever they are, to experience freedom through the gospel because the gospel of jesus christ has something that applies every area of your life and brings freedom completely in all areas and so there's also the true heritage you know what about those early ancestors of ours who stood for truth and died for it there's something there and we can't throw that all away it sometimes gets we've only heard it through the lens of people talking to us and saying well why, why are you leaving the faith of your father in fact I would say that when we embrace the word of God and become obedient to Christ, we are finally coming home to the faith of Father. We're embracing it. That's part of our true heritage. And then there's the curious and the sneaky Amish. And these are people like Sam, okay? Sam was telling me that in his community, if, when he heard that his uncle had been on, a, on, on some movie, then they, his dad, it was your dad, right? Who, you were somewhere at a neighbor's house, and you were like, hey, um, can you find that thing? And they look it up on the internet, and they watch it in secret. But as they watch it, just to see their relative or whoever is in this film project, they also hear the gospel and they hear the word of God. And so that's important to us, is, is there is a gospel and, and the, what it truly means, what our true heritage is. So these are four of the reasons why we would fly in the face of reason and go make a film about people who don't want to have films made about them. <clears throat> when I left my, uh, my uncle's place on the other day, as I was getting in the car, he came to me. And they, it's, all, it's always the case. As you leave, something has to be said to point out the difference between you and them. And so it depends where you are, depending how harsh it will be. But what my uncle just said, he, just, he was very gracious. He said, thank you. As far as I could tell, there was no technology in the house when you came along. I stood there in a moment, and <sighs> there were so many things I wanted to say. First of all, in northern Indiana, instead of having, like where I grew up, we had the lamps kerosene lamps everywhere. They had an LED battery light by our bed. That's technology. They had this thing on their kitchen stove that was run by heat, and it comes up through this little stuff, and it was running a fan. That's technology. Everywhere I looked in that house, there was technology at work. It just wasn't connected to the world. I I let it go. Um, I just... So, we're making a film, and so I want to show you a few things, but I just want to kind of catch you up to speed. So first I'm going to show you, this was an update we made last... September, because in the summer we were traveling around interviewing folks. We were at, uh, at Sam Girard's place and we did a bunch of reenactment and stuff. So you'll see some of the footage that will be in the film in this update. And, well, it'll help explain where we're going and what we're doing. What legacy can I pass on to my son? Is it a 20 year heritage from my father or a centuries old Amish legacy? Right now, there are 290,000 Amish people. They double in size every 20 years. And they say by 2050, there will be a million Amish in America. 
Peter Marshall and I are here with a project update from Breaking the Silence. It's been a very busy summer. We drove thousands of miles. We left Denver Sunday afternoon or evening. My story begins here in the West Kootenai Valley in northwestern Montana. We interviewed a lot of really neat former Amish people. You were one of the only families that left all the way with my parents. Lester started reading the Bible like he never had before. I was challenged on a point one day and I really couldn't answer it. I wanted to be part of Bible study, go to prayer meetings and things like that. One Amish preacher gave me a, an English translation. He said, if you read this, you will understand things you never knew exist. My brother confronted me one day. You seem to be reading the Bible a lot. I just want to warn you that that can be dangerous. It came down to the wire. Following Jesus, leaving all that behind. I did not want to leave. I did not want to leave because I just knew it had to be wrong. It was just... Not harder for me. In July, we filmed a three-day reenactment using many of our former Amish friends. Action. We filmed scenes from everyday Amish life and an Amish church scene. Next shot, you're leading another horse through. So where are we in the project? Well, we've interviewed most of all the people that we need. We've gotten lots of B-roll. We've completed the reenactment. We captured a lot of really awesome audio in a special recording session of singing the Amish church songs. So what we still have left, well, we're going back to Switzerland to walk in the footsteps of the Anabaptists, see the places where they lived and died, some of them dying for their faith. We also need to finish editing the visuals and the audio. Many of you have asked how you can help with Breaking the Silence. Please pray for us. We really want to encourage the church of today to break the silence and be bold and confident in sharing our faith in Jesus Christ. We've also teamed up with Imaginative Arts Ministries. They're a 501c3 nonprofit corporation, and they're helping produce Breaking the Silence. So you can make a tax-free donation to Breaking the Silence. We'll have all the details on our website. That's the complete update from Breaking the Silence. Until next time, blessings. So since then, we've gone to Switzerland. Um, and one of the things we wanted to, what, that we keep finding as we've been making the film, because when you make a documentary, you interview people, you don't necessarily know what they're going to say. But one of the messages coming out of the film has to do with something that you see right here. Here's a young man. He's actually one of my first cousins. Um, he is... He is a picture of what happens to so many people. When you're in the Amish, anybody around you can watch you to make sure that you're keeping all the rules. And if you're not, you can be reported to, to the bishop. And so if the whole world around you can get you in trouble, you can be very bitter. And so this happened a lot of times for my parents. And things that happened in my life over the years, there were people that I would never forgive for any what they did. You know, just you just kind of forget them, you just kind of push them aside. But I'm not going to forgive them. They were wrong. They were just wrong, and they can just go suffered. You know, but uh, God spoke to me, and um, I realized, oh my goodness, we're going to have to forgive these people. We had to release them in our heart. And I remember quite a long list of people that I wrote down. People that had, over the years, in some way or another, offended me or hurt me or just that I felt was not right. You know, I had bishop's names on there. I had my parent, my dad's name was on that list. And it went through each one, forgave those people. I got a freedom that I never had before. And it just really released me. So 
in the, the handout that we had yesterday when um, they were talking about the, the 12 lot hearts, there was a thing on the back where you list all these things, go through people. That is huge, important thing for every Christian person. So wherever this message is going, you're going to hear this message of forgiveness. This next person, this is a clip from when we were in um, Switzerland at the castle Troxelwald. This castle is the place that was the seat of government for where the area where my family came from back in the Swiss days. And so now at the, there's a pastor there who's putting a museum together to explain the history and heritage of the Anabaptists. But one of the things, and, and he is interesting because he was a reformed state pastor, but his grandfather was an Amish uh, Mennonite minister in the Jura Mountain, Switzerland. So he represents both sides of the debate, and he was part of the, the Swiss government's um, attempt to reconcile with Anabaptists. And so in the, in, from 2005, um, 6, and 7, and 8, you know, on to now, he's been part of, of officially apologizing from the Swiss government to us. Um, when I first heard of this reconciliation movement, I thought it was something that somebody over here had cooked up. It wasn't. It started over there. It started in the hearts of men who loved God, who realized the truth. And one of the things he says here is about forgiveness. And I think it's, for, it's a message that's in for all of us. And I just wanted us to hear this. This is just part of a really awesome interview that I had with him. Um, but here is, we're, in, we're headed on our way to Troxelwald. That was the van we'd rented. We're, uh, there's Castle Troxelwald. Here at the door of uh, the castle, we can explain how church history works all the time. One principle is the following one. If you lock someone out and close the door behind his back, don't forget you're locking yourself in. Now for the ones locked in and being kept in prison, in spiritual prison, prison of legalism, of principles, of orders, of regulations, etc. They have the key in their own hand, at least one of the keys, and they can't do much for their liberation by their own. They just have to know that they're the ones that turned the key when they were shunning, banning others. So by opening the door, they would respect forgiveness in understanding of other people, of other ways to follow Christ, to believe in Him. So uh, there's no reason why those doors sh should not be opened wide in the future. This is a short address to all those who still are working and maybe not came to an end with their tragic history of persecution among the Amish people. When we're talking about forgiveness and stuff, one of the things Pastor Paul told me, he said that as Anabaptists become addicted to <clears throat> and where we're constantly wanting to split from people. I have one more clip that just shows you uh, one more reason why we chose the name Breaking the Silence, and it's this one. Because for so many years, my father, my father was a minister in the Amish church. And as such, he never fully got to preach the gospel. And when he started preaching the gospel, he was silenced. Years and years and years ago, I think there were our ancestors who were preaching the true gospel. We've become known as the people, the quiet, the silent in the land. And it's time to break that and to truly preach the gospel again. So here's Sam Girard playing a young minister. And this is very typical of the Amish preaching. He's quoting a scripture from the right now. 
And this is my father. When I was a boy, this I heard him preach this message so many times. It's so harsh when it says that the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. It was the beginning of him seeing the light. Salvation doesn't depend on good works or living a certain lifestyle or obeying church rules or wearing certain clothes. Salvation comes through Jesus Christ. We are all sinners and have fallen short of the glory of God. In Christ, our past is forgiven and erased. We become a whole new creation and a whole new life. We cannot earn our salvation or our right to go to heaven or our right to be born again. It is a free gift of God to those who are willing to receive it as the grace and mercy of Jesus Christ. So you've seen a few of the clips here. There's a lot more. We would love to keep in touch with you. We have an email list. We'd love for you to sign up. We have our business cards in the back that you can take one, contact us. But our goal with this film project is that we break the silence and we speak the truth in love about this heritage that we have, torch crippled, and, and we need the gospel of Christ. And so that's our heart. We will need everybody's help in a couple of months later this year when we're ready to release it because we need people. Because I have a problem. When, I, when you tell me, anybody tells me that someone's making a film about the Amish, I am immediately cynical. I don't trust them because I think they have wrong motives. And so now I have the problem that I am now the filmmaker who's saying I'm making a movie about the Amish. And I have the problem where all of you don't trust me because you think I have the wrong motives. And so I, I'm very grateful for Joe to let me come here today and show you my heart. My heart is for the kingdom. And this is my heritage. And it's my wife said, Joseph, you're a filmmaker. You're a pastor. And you have this heritage. God has chosen you for this time, for such a time as this, to tell this story. I didn't want to tell it because I, I was pretty sure there'd be a lot of opposition and already there's been a lot of spiritual opposition. But the Lord is powerful and this is his word and we will break the silence. We will not be the silent in the land anymore. Thank you for listening to this podcast series. Check out Mission to Amish People online at www.mapministry.org or keep up to date with us on Facebook and Google+. Thank you again and have a blessed day.